Hey everyone, uh, before we get started with this uh, new LBL episode, uh, I want to make sure you're aware that this was recorded on March 6th, uh, and in this episode we talked about coronavirus. Uh, as you're probably well aware by now, it's been a very rapidly changing situation uh, of, you know, since that date and the date this episode is published. And I want to make sure I'm ultimately clear that the views that I state and that any of us state in this episode do not reflect uh, how we view coronavirus now. Um, we left it unedited uh, for two reasons. One, due to the nature of this episode, as you'll see when you start listening, it's kind of hard to remove that. But also, just to serve as a reminder of how quickly changing the world is right now under coronavirus. Um, I'd like to urge everyone, in, regardless of what I say later in this episode, to please practice social distancing and good hygiene. Um, and we really hope that this episode is a distraction from everything that's going on in the world right now. So, enjoy! So, Andrew. Hello, Kit. Hi, Andrew. Uh, Hi. I had I had a dream about us recording a podcast recently. That's worrying. A little bit. We were in a bathroom. <laughs> we were actually that's, recording that's, in person. That's a horrible place to record. Why it, would we do that? I don't know, but um, I had a dream that in this recording, Graham and Mark were both there, <laughs> and they were sitting in toilet stalls for the, the whole time. Okay. And then we just randomly opened up the toilet stalls, and they were doing multi-blind attempts in a toilet stall. That's really strange. And it was a really strange dream. It's it's not a bad idea, though. Yeah, I think about 50% of that dream is going to come to reality this episode. <laughs> oh, I hope so. I hope it's the toilet part. Uh... <laughs> so, we have some special guests on our podcast today. We sure do. They are a, a toilet... Um... <laughs> A stall. Did you say we were sitting in a bathtub together, or did I just imagine that part? Was ba- that actually like wishful? Room. It was like a oh. public bathroom. Okay, that was just wishful thinking on my part, huh? Um, <laughs> all right, cool. Uh, yeah, should we have them introduce themselves? Yeah, go for it. Go, uh, go, Mark. <laughs> oh, I'm Mark Boynowski, former uh, multi-blind world record holder, former FMC world record holder. And former butter-eating world record holder. Former butter-eating champion, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) All right, and Graham, how about you? Hello, I'm Graham Siggins. Uh, I am the current multi-blind world record holder. (laughs) Damn. And uh, uh, also, I don't know, uh, world champion and North American champion. uh, Former five-blind NAR holder, which I will never have again. All right, yeah, we're doing something weird today. We are not only recording a podcast as usual, but these two champions of multi-blind are going to be attempting... Kit, is that your fan? Yeah, sorry. I forgot (laughs) to turn it off again. (laughs) I cut that out of the last episode, but now I should, like, go re-edit it back in so that it's funnier now. Um, (laughs) I just turned it off. We're good. They are going to be... um, Doing multi-blind attempts while we record today. Um, so, so let's go over how this is going to work. Because this is a competition. This is a fierce, very serious competition. Incredibly right serious. Now. Incredibly um, competitive. We're, we're making a new meta. Yeah. So they are going to be scored. Not only, like, they have the full hour. We're going to be recording for approximately an hour. Um, and they have that full time. They are going to be scored not only for the number of cubes they solve minus unsolved like normal they're also going to get points 
every time they contribute positively to our discussion, at which point I will ring my bell. Something like that. Uh, And they will get a point for that. I can also take away points from them if I just don't like what they're saying. Uh, (laughs) What sound will that be? uh, Unding. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. (laughs) Can you hear that? (laughs) Kind of. This is a... uh, I don't know what this uh... is. This is like a child's toy. Um, It's got little, like plastic balls on strings and then there's like a plastic thing that they hit you should get like a wah wah that's a great idea but <laughs> I, I don't know what I'm doing or like the slide whistle get a little slide whistle oh wait I have a slide whistle well, I, that's the great what? like fail I would sound. go get it except that we just took an hour getting this set up so I don't want to waste any more time <laughs> uh, okay um, let's see. Well, it was like an hour. Yeah, it literally was an hour. Uh, do you guys have any questions about the scoring before we begin? For the listeners at home, this should be mostly just no. a normal episode with a couple of guests, but we will be releasing video a video in some form uh, of these attempts. Mark yep. is also streaming right now. So, hey, listeners from the future, if you want to go catch Mark's stream, uh, too bad. Go back in time. Um, <laughs> uh, he'll probably have a vo- there'll, there'll probably be a VOD up on his Twitch stream. Um, yeah. And I'm sure Mark can highlight it too. Yeah. Um, yeah. So maybe I'll put it up on YouTube as well. If there are no questions about the format, then we should just get right into it and get into the normal episode. I have okay. questions, but they're basically only questions that can be answered through experience. That's <laughs> that's the best kind. We just have to um, do it. You know. All right. So, Mark, are you ready? I guess so. Graham, are you ready? I uh, guess so, yeah. Okay, um, I'm going to get a timer going. Um, let me set a one-hour timer, and I'm going to count down. And uh, is it okay if I also time on my end? That like, is totally is that fine, cheating? but okay. I will have the official timer. I'm going to do that, too. Yep, that's fine. Okay. So if you let me know when you both have your timers ready, and then I'll give a countdown, and we'll get the real thing started. And then we're going to have to start getting real professional, real kit quick because i won't be able to edit this very much (laughs) yeah (laughs) oops (laughs) i am ready yes i am ready as well all right begin in three two one start looking oh boy all right they're off kit i i kind of feel like i want to do like color commentary except that that i don't know it just doesn't seem like a good idea no definitely Uh, (laughs) all right so Let's start, as we always do, with follow-up. Um, of course. I've got a couple things I want to follow up on here. Um, I was listening back to the last episode, and you made some remark about there being 17 events. Yeah. And that just felt so wrong to me. Like, there are 17... I don't know, that's just a horrible number for the number of events. Yeah, it should be 69, disagree. right? numbers are amazing. It's... should be 69. What was that? It should be 69. That's what I've always said, you know? That, that would be a good number of events. Uh, three by three be with a... bets and oven mitts. Yes. Let's go. We're getting there on SEE. Do I not get a, a ding for that? All right. <laughs> All right, fine. You asked for it, and only I'm only okay, giving... Okay, so the bar is pretty low for insightful points, though. <laughs> That's true. Um, so, yeah, and this also could get confusing, because the bell could ring for other reasons uh <laughs> oh right 
Um, this is this is yeah, so difficult. You you didn't know it, Kit, but you're also in on this competition. Uh-oh. Um, <laughs> um, so moist. Th- no, we've established <laughs> that it's not just you saying weird things. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> um, I also wanted to go into some follow up on why the Reddit link thing that we talked about last episode happened. Oh yes. Um, yes. Hey, so do, hey do Kit. You- my uh, you were just in my memo, KT. Kit, uh, Sick. Game of Th- the Game of Thrones characters were telling you to shush. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so this Reddit link thing, apparently oh, each post so on... Hard. What? I, Mark's I, not I'm having not gonna... a good time. Oh, that's awkward. I know, it's really um, difficult. I'm, you <laughs> know what, I can't really hear difficult. you guys very well because you keep like talking over me. Uh, <laughs> so y'all need to calm down. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, the Reddit thing. Apparently it happened because when when you make a post on Reddit, it has like a post ID. And for some reason that one post that you talked about, Kit, had the post ID that was like in the URL that I gave. But for some reason, for some people it doesn't go there and it just goes to a blank page. For other people, it went to that specific post ID, which is very strange and inconsistent. Yeah. But hey, I guess that's what happened. I think it has something to do with whether you use new or old Reddit. Ah, that could have help to explain. I just I am yeah. your hive of of bees kit. I, I kind of feel like Graham is cheating Sorry. by just using his Am memo. I allowed to just interrupt? <laughs> 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 you appear in my memo a lot, kit. I think about you all the time. I'm so honored. You appear uh, in my dreams too, shitting on a toilet uh <laughs> doing all time. Hell so yeah. awesome. <laughs> um I also wanted to um point out that I managed to get the results from UCSD Winter from um, Team Blind onto SEE. So, oh, nice. Yeah. That's good. Did that. Yeah, I really hope that does take off and has a much more like solid uh, usage rather than like 50% Russia as it is currently. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, why don't we like make this a new event, Multi-Blind with Podcast, uh, and we could submit this. You're an SEE delegate or whatever, right? That's true. This is the dream. Let's just make podcasting an official WCA yeah. event. We can... I never want to do this again. <laughs> That's um, a point. Come on. <laughs> How does that get a ding? <laughs> Lame. Um, so I'm going to need it. You are. Um, well, I think that's it for follow-up. That was yeah. a short follow-up, but it's hard to concentrate on anything. So, uh, You're telling me. <laughs> yes, let's move into our topics. Um, well, first of all, I wanted to talk about the bell since we're, you know, I'm using it this episode and I've used it in the past episodes. I want to, I want to tell the people at home that they're very close to figuring out what this bell is all about. Um, but they're a little bit off. Crunchy. Uh, <laughs> I guess. Uh, Wait, what? you see, what the hell? <laughs> I'm so confused. <laughs> the bell, people have connected that like it might be something food-related, uh, and I've seen a few comments like that. You're on the, the right track, people. What? But you're not exactly there. There's a key element that has to do with this show specifically. Like, think about the things on this show. Think about the jokes we've made about this show. You told me it had um, to be an insightful comment. Well, well that was from Kit. Kit has a different bell, yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh my Graham's God. not really familiar with our show, clearly. 
I've watched like two episodes. Exposed. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, so you're close with the food thing, but there's a key element missing. Kind of the rationale for why it's a food thing is what's missing. Um, And if you figure out why I chose to go with this, then you'll be recognized as the the bell guesser. <laughs> what, an, right, right. what a great subreddit.com slash layer by layer on Oh, it. yeah. Oh, my God. Kit, we didn't introduce the show. Oh, no. Well, this is kind of a weird show. You know, we can, we can yeah. let it slide. I guess so. So, um. Oh, my God. This is so hard. <laughs> I've, I've looked at this cube like 20 times. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, dude. <laughs> Okay, I, my my strategy I've decided is I have to like memorize a whole pack of eight cubes and then return to the conversation <laughs> and try to just like block out. <laughs> I have to block you guys out for a little while. All right, <laughs> all right. Well, our next topic is about multi-blind here. Um, oh my god, this, this is something that I've realized recently. Uh, and I actually I was talking to you about this, Graham, at the last competition. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So I'm going to talk to you directly here. This wow, is an okay. unfair advantage. I don't like this. Well, well it's an unfair Mark advantage or disadvantage because now he like has to pay attention. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we were talking about how like people the the gaps in multi-blind skill people perceive are much they perceive them as much smaller than they are, and I think that the reason for this is that as you normally cubes when you have, when you're like doing a, t- a solve bigger numbers mean that larger gaps are relatively like less important so if you're talking about a minute versus 50 seconds that's a 10 second gap but that's Mm -hmm. not a big deal whereas in multi-blind 50 versus 60 cubes is a huge gap because that's at the top end of the skill curve um so i just thought that was an interesting thing that people's perception kind of of how how many cubes it takes to solve or like how big gaps are like if we're talking about Roe Hessler versus Graham right now like lots of people have been saying Roe's been getting pretty close but he's still like 10 cubes off yeah this so. is basically just because I ranted at you for a while because yeah. you, you brought up Roe to me and I was like I've gotten like 50 comments and messages from people like Roe's gonna catch you soon and I'm like I don't know about that <laughs> yeah I know. I mean, Roe is improving very quickly, though. Of course, yeah, he is. So that's. I mean, that's another thing. I don't know. You improve very quickly as well. So. He's at a point I was at like a year and a half ago, or maybe like longer. So I don't know. I think people don't realize okay. that. It's kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. This so is I, I so. That, hard. that was kind of interesting, oh and I wanted to offer my explanation for why I think that people perceive multi-blind kind of differently. I think it's just that the numbers are bigger, so we feel like the gaps are smaller well there's also just like from a statistical perspective too um multi-blind is the only event in the wca where bigger numbers is better right yeah and whenever you are trying to just lower something that has a like a absolute minimum of zero like not that zero can ever be achieved but like we are going to slow like we are approaching zero um and maybe something slightly above zero but what whatever aside we were trying to we were approaching some lower bound in every other event we're in multi-blind we are escaping a lower bound yeah. um and i think that can also really make a huge difference um in terms of how far away people seem because um you know when you get higher in skill you just you, your number shoots up there's nothing stopping you other than pure time and skill from going higher and higher um Obviously, you could be stopped um, 
you know, by skill when you're trying to reduce your times, but you're also just getting stopped by the physical limitations of not being able to solve faster than zero seconds. Yeah, definitely. So I think that, like, the we see those gaps and think, like, oh, it's close, but we also don't realize that um, there, there's a that the gap between there is 100% skill. Oh, that's true. Yeah, there's no there's no baseline, I guess. Really, um, would be how I would say that is like if you're talking about three by three, you have to add like five seconds is just like a baseline for like that's what you can do with a solve. Whereas multi blind is just like every single cube is just adding. There is like the baseline is zero, right? I guess yeah. kind of. Do you all remember in 2013 when we thought, like, 41 was amazing? Like, the most incredible, never-beatable thing? Oh, I remember that. I remember my first time competing in multi-blind, like, talking about how amazing that was. <laughs> That's, like, what got me into multi-blind. I was showing people that video before I even learned how to do three-blind, and I was like, <laughs> look how, like, psychotic this guy is. <laughs> like I actually thought I actually thought Masco was insane because like watching that his memo and fast forward he like looks like he's like hallucinating or something. <laughs> and and that's I think what's um so cool about multi though is that um like obviously we can keep breaking records lower and lower but at some point they just get incremental. Yeah. Um and I don't know maybe who knows with multi, um, I don't want to say anything that to like doubt what multi-blinders can do. Um, and maybe we've pushed it so high that like we're hitting the time limit, sort of, like what you could feasibly do within a time limit just physically. I don't think we have yet, but um, maybe we're getting closer than we think. I don't know. But I think what's cool about multi and that the scores move up instead of down is that um, there just are so many like seismic shifts in how we view how good a multi attempt is. You know, speaking of like people being crazy, uh, <laughs> there's a thing that happened at uh, the com last competition that you and I were at, Kit. Yeah, uh, Mud Winter. Mm -hmm. um, I was there too. Yeah, you know, not as important, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and that is that during the day, not Kevin brought up this weird game. Uh, called the game of four and in the game of four you have to talk with only four word bits at most so yes when you talk a word bit is like a or b or c that kind of thing ah down with fire <laughs> down with fire um yeah so basically this is a game where you can only speak with words that are four letters or fewer um yes and there was a big group of us just playing this at the competition like all day just casually in the background of everything yeah and everyone sounded like a toddler yeah <laughs> and the thing is though i was doing this for so long like we must have done this for an hour or two and by the end of it i was like so in my head about it that i was kind of censoring my own thoughts about like just to make sure that they all used four letters or less in every single word I was even thinking. And this really messed me up when I was trying to scramble cubes. Um, like I had a way higher misscramble rate is this than normal. How, is this how the uh, square one got like super, super far behind schedule? <laughs> no, that was just a result of bad scramblers because everyone good was competing at that moment. Um, I This was part of why... 
I think it was it was either four or five five by five. Um, one of them got a little bit behind because me and Alex both kept messing up all of the scrambles because we were <laughs> we were in this uh, game of four mode, and it was just really hard. Um, <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> Like, it didn't affect my actual solving that much, but it did a little bit. But it was mostly the scrambling, trying to read the letters on screen and, like, figure out what my hands are supposed to do when I'm not actually able to think about it in a normal way. So are you saying you only did four-move scrambles? I should have. I wish. <laughs> uh. I just did the first four. I can't do any more. Someone's going to shout down with fire at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, and that's the thing. If you ever say something that's more than four letters syllables letters um you have to say down with fire um i don't know why um but yeah i just wondering i I think that we should at least do a small segment here on the podcast where we all speak with only four letters or less in our words while y'all are also trying to do multi-blind um i should have done like 15 cubes i'm trying 41 (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna DNF for sure. <laughs> yeah, I honestly think I could DNF. I haven't even like. I feel like I should just give up on the cubes and try to make insightful points. I haven't even, <laughs> I haven't even comf- like comfortably memorized eight cubes yet. <laughs> it's been 15 minutes. I'm like, I have, I've gotten through 16 cubes, but I think I'll remember maybe two of them. <laughs> uh, so, what do you guys think about the the four word? Th- four-letter word thing. Do you think you could do that with multi-blind as well? That would be incredibly difficult. <laughs> that, those those words all had more than four letters. I think letters. incredibly has more than four letters. <laughs> <laughs> Did we start playing? Do I have to say it? <laughs> Alright, negative points from now on uh, if you say more than five letters in a word. Oh my god. Oh no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> For real? No. (laughs) Oh, I was actually really excited to do that. All right, all right. We'll do it for a little bit. We'll do it for the next topic here. This is hard. (laughs) That works, right? All right, what's the next topic? I don't know. Um, You you pick one. (laughs) Okay. Okay, Drew. (laughs) Yes, Kit? (laughs) Uh, Let us talk on new WCA gear for body. Body gear? Body for gear. For the WCA? <laughs> yes. Okay. What do you want to say? The WCA made body gear. new body gear. <laughs> uh... And it look bad. Oh, <laughs> does it? <laughs> what kind of body gear is this that we are do the talk about? <laughs> I've been on this cube for like. Hey, Andrew, you said about. Uh... <laughs> Down with fire. <laughs> Got him. Uh, an hour. (laughs) (laughs) That is not good. (laughs) Not very good. 
So new body gear. I want to uh, give up. You what? I said Ram, I want to give up. Without an H. That's all I can say. <laughs> that is all I can say. <laughs> that is. No contract. Ah, down with fire. <laughs> so, um, this new body gear, uh, was not made good. It looked very kid-like. What body part did body gear go on? Uh, up. <laughs> what font was the text in? <laughs> sans? Uh, sans. Uh, sans. Ha ha sans. Ha ha sans. <laughs> <laughs> the best font, ha ha sans. <laughs> Um, <laughs> can we talk good now? Yes, we <laughs> can talk good. All right. So yeah, a new T-shirt was released uh, by the WCA. They they announced that it was gonna be released, and uh, it definitely did not look very professional. Yeah, um, I saw this. I I don't remember what it was, but I kind of I thought it was a joke when I saw yeah. it. Yeah, it's like April. We got another month. Yeah, uh, or two. I think when by the time they released it, um, but yeah, this uh, I don't know. It definitely was very strange. Um, from what I've heard, so um, it definitely had it round, rounds on social media as being like this horrible, like what is the WCA doing sort of thing. Um, but uh, from what I've heard, it actually, in the end, did a lot of good. Apparently, the marketing team received uh, quite a few inquiries about, like, other companies wanting to make WCA gear with them. Huh. So, okay. um, <laughs> making the announcement at least got some publicity out, and maybe it got more out because of how bad it was. I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> and apparently, the run of those shirts is limited to just, like, an in- India cubing store. Okay. And I think they didn't make, like, that many of them. So it's, in the end, I think a lot of people got their arms up in the air over nothing. Um, Even though the announcement itself wasn't exactly the best look. Yeah. Uh, It was very strange. (laughs) Like, like they have, what was so weird about it was, like, there is a WCA logo, and it looks pretty good. Yeah. Like, you could just put that on a shirt, and it would be fine. I totally agree, yeah. Um, Especially, like, if you're concerned about colors, because generally when you print t-shirts, like, every color you add is more money. Yeah. And, um, like, but one thing that I've seen a lot of people do is they make, like, like, uh, Cubicle does this with their, like, wireframe logos. Mm -hmm. I think you could easily make sort of just, like, an outline of all of the pieces of the WCA logo and just release that as a shirt. Yeah. But... I don't know. I'm no expert. <laughs> the only thing I saw with this whole controversy was that comment section on the WCA's posts. Did you guys see that? Yeah. What, it, what about it? Just all the comments on it were hilarious. I think like both of you commented on it or at least, <laughs> at yeah, least I Kit, definitely commented I think. on it. <clears throat> it was hilarious. I don't know what else to say. I'm just trying to talk. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there was definitely there was like a tag group on like bad graphic design in one of the comments or something. Nice. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's uh, 
I understood the reaction, like, because I definitely reacted very strongly to, um, the, <laughs> the release of this shirt. Like, I didn't think, it didn't, it definitely did not look like a great idea, is what I'm trying to say. Um, but, I don't know, it's, it's probably not the end of the world, and it ended up, I, from what I've heard, potentially opening up new deals in the future, so that's pretty cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I totally agree, though. Like, just putting a WCA logo on it is ideal, because the shirt as it is looks like something that somebody made, like, to sell bootleg or something. Yeah, exactly. Like, I would, like... I would see that shirt and just be like, that's not a WCA shirt. <laughs> <laughs> My biggest problem with the shirt, actually, was, like, that the white square, like, blended in weirdly <laughs> with the white color of the shirt yes yeah like it's such a specific but it wasn't the font really that got me it was that (laughs) but Um, the the classic haha sans haha sans (laughs) oh yeah Uh, sans i forgot about that i found an episode title um (laughs) i'm noticing that i'm like embarrassed to chime into the conversation because i'm trying to like tune in and out and i have no idea what you guys have already said and haven't Yeah, I I thought maybe that point had been made, but I just figured I should power through. <laughs> just just actually do it. Had not been made. So yeah, no. Okay. I, I'm <laughs> I'm I'm just trying to think of the shirt from memory here. So I really should have pulled up. A, like, if I were a good podcaster, I would have pulled up a picture of it so that I could actually talk about specific things about it. But instead, I was just like, nah, shirt yeah, bad. Yeah. Andrew, it's... you are a great podcaster. Oh, thank you, Graham. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yes. Wow. (laughs) Uh, All right, let's move on to another topic here. We don't have the luxury here of meandering about topics forever. We got to move on because this is in real time. Um, You you pick another one, Kit. (laughs) Okay, sounds great. So um, do we all remember uh, like four years ago when this kid uh, was basically lambasted by the Cuban community for releasing like this video of a competition vlog where he corner twisted intentionally oh like five times per solve meteor cubing yes yes <laughs> yeah, i remember that <laughs> and he got dnf because um, of his own video right yeah that was and good times uh, apparently though he thought it was just like a normal thing to do in cubing yep yeah in fact if you went to his channel like he had like tutorials on f2l where he just twisted corners to te- like teaching people how to do after all that by twisting corners. Yeah, and like obviously he w- he wasn't trying to hide anything. Like no, no, it was totally just like an o- like honestly I like it seemed like that's honestly what he thought you could do. Yeah. Hey, I have um, a fun I have a fun story that's kind of relevant, uh, and I'm totally gonna get a point. Uh, <laughs> when I was learning how to cube, I uh, the first time I accidentally twisted a corner, I got to OLL and I was stuck on it for literally like two days because I couldn't figure out. I like thought I forgot how to do OLL and then I realized. <laughs> oh man! My friend that's... told me I have a twisted corner, and then I was like, "Oh, that's what that is." That's rough. <laughs> so the point of me bringing this up is that um, on speed solving, everyone's favorite cubing forum that we should all move back to for discussions instead of Facebook. Um, had a post from the cor- Corner Twist Kid, like, earlier in February, um, where, uh, he basically, uh, made a post just saying he wanted to say some things. Uh, kind of, like, apologetic, kind of just, like, giving context about what happened. Um, 
I don't know, he didn't really say too much in it, but it was kind of interesting to see that, like, he came back to the community that basically, like, you know, emotionally scarred him as, like, a 10-year-old or however old he was. Wow, yeah. wait, how long ago was this? It was 2016, I think. Well, that wasn't... Didn't this happen, like, I don't know, eight years ago or something? So, like, I guess four years after the, after the fact or something? Or about no, the, the, the corner twist thing happened four years ago. Oh yes. wait, and then he just and then he just made this post like recently. Oh, yeah, like I thought you were saying month. he made this post four years ago. No. Oh, last he made the post last month. He twisted corners four years ago. Oh, okay. It's okay. Graham's not in the right headspace right now. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> do I do I lose a point for that? No, it's okay. It's okay. It was it was an honest attempt. Okay. Uh, is the is the point tally a secret until the end? Yeah, because I don't even know it. I'm not okay. keeping track. I'm just ringing my bell. Oh yeah, we're not gonna know. How are we who gonna won know? It, like at the end of the. Ad- That's a great podcast. point. I don't know. Maybe you'll have to just find out, like when the episode <laughs> <Later>. goes up. <laughs> maybe my stream chat is keeping track. Hopefully. <laughs> I I bet I started keeping track a little bit early on, but then I like wasn't sure if a bell did ring or not. <laughs> um. So, Kit is just like haunted by like. That's gonna has- be where all the points come from for me. <laughs> Uh, I, it's like roughly like six to four gram, I think, right now. Huh. Okay. Okay. That's from what I remember, but that's I'm not totally sure. Anyways, right. I'm gonna try um, to tune out for a little bit then, because I've got my lead. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what was most interesting is that um, in the post, he actually said he wanted to come back to a competition sometime. Okay. Which would be kind of interesting to see how that would go down, but uh, yeah, I mean. It was an innocent thing, I think. I don't. Yeah. I feel like everyone was pretty harsh on him, and they didn't really need to be. I totally uh, agree, and that's that's like the uh, thing that kind of like bugs me the most is that as a Cuban community, I feel like it, that we came down really harsh on that situation. Yeah, like it was easy to make jokes about it, of course, but like that's a real person. You always got to think of that. Yeah, and I mean, jokes are one thing. It was the the. The comments on that YouTube video were another thing, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, and granted, it was mostly small kid on small kid crime. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, like, cubing is, for what better or worse, a community of, you know, teenagers. Yeah. For the most part. Um, you wouldn't tell by the four people we have on this podcast, but... Um, <laughs> generally that's what comprises like the be- the biggest chunk of the community so um and for you know for that reason most of those kids who were around back then probably aren't even cubing now <laughs> um so it's kind of like if i feel like you did come back to a competition people that stuck around would be like oh hey glad to have you back and the people that probably bashed him a lot then for the most part are probably not uh as active anymore so yeah, I don't know. Uh, I just thought it was cool to see that uh, the corner twist kid was, you know, actually interested in coming back to a competition sometime. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, while we're sort of in between topics here, just a yes. quick update. We're, we have about 31 minutes left uh, in the multi-blind attempts. I'm like wildly behind schedule. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same. I'm going through what feels like my one millionth review of my first 16 cubes, and I have no plan for the last 14. Yeah, same here. I mean, and I have, I tried 41, you tried 30, right? 
<laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Now this is impossible. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to um, know how your next like real multi blind attempt goes after this. <laughs> oh, it's gonna feel so easy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm curious about that too. Yeah. Um, All right, Andrew, you pick a topic now. Okay. So, look. What parody? Let's talk about parody. Oh God. Oh great. <laughs> um. <laughs> All right, since Graham talked about some of his memos before, I'm going to talk about one of mine, even though it's cheating. There's one, it's three images. I hate frozen shoes. It's simple. It's right here. All right. Beautiful. Continue. Thank you, Mark. Uh, so, very insightful. So um, this deal with uh, parody. Nope, um, nobody knows what parody is. No. No, like nobody. Like it's, it's a secret. It's a, it's a government secret. Oh, kid, I had a conversation with you about this. Can I chime in real quick? You can chime in whenever you hey, want, Graham. Uh, I remember somebody made like a, I think it was like a an alternate 4x4 method for Rue users, and you got in an argument with this kid because he called, he, he basically said that it like bypasses parody, and you were like, you can't do that on 4x4, it doesn't make sense or something, and like... And then I totally owned you, Kit, because I told you there's parody on three by three, and it's only based on what we like, what we consider parody, right? Like everybody, there, there's like we have like a million different definitions of what parody is, right? Well, right. Mm, that's yeah, the in big cubing problem. we do, but in like the real world, there's only one real definition of parody, and we just like what what we use it to say in cubing is like we're talking about the parody of very specific certain things, right? So, like, in mathematics or in whatever, parody is evenness or oddness, right? Yeah, that's all um, it is. So, in cubing, we're talking about the number of quarter turns or the number of piece swaps, typically, when we're talking about parity. Mm-hmm. Um, and so any algorithm that claims to fix parity, really all it's doing is returning the cube to a equivalent state so, but like, so by the piece swap definition, one move is parity, right? Correct. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, I was having a really hard time, like, actually explaining what parity is in one of my FMC streams recently, <laughs> just because, like, like, we wouldn't consider one move to really be, like, a parity finish. Like, if you get F2L and you're, like, one, F2L minus one, and you're, like, one move away from solving edges. But that is, yeah, yeah that is a parity. You're talking about AUF is parity, right? Yeah. Nice. That was for both of you, not not both for Graham. Uh, (laughs) Wow, I just got two points. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so like, when we're talking about parity and cubing, we kind of use that as a shorthand. Um, Mm -hmm. But it seems like many people are only introduced to the concept of parity through cubing. And therefore have no idea what they're talking about. (laughs) Yep. And I think that what a lot of people think parity is, is like synonymous with really bad case. Yeah. (laughs) So you like see someone doing like a non WCA puzzle or something, and they're like, "Oh, I got this parody. I don't know what to do with it." And it's like that's not, like, like it just doesn't have anything to do with any kind of parody of the cube that they're talking about, and it's just a hard case that comes up sometimes. Uh, yeah. So the, the most recent time I've seen this is with uh, people uh, talking about master pyraminx. Oh yeah. Um, because uh, so basically when you do master pyraminx, there's um. Uh, a lot of people do it where they do the very centers of the master pyramids last, 
and the master the four senders can only either be a three cycle or two two cycles okay and those are the only three cases because it's two three three cycles in opposite directions and then the the du- pair of double cycles okay and do they call the pair of double cycles a parody case no they call the three cycles parody oh what? i don't it's so but it's because um when when you, to do the two two cycles you just do triple sledge okay so it's like an easy case where it's very it takes um like when people are solving the puzzle intuitively they, their first solution to doing a three cycle is usually a lot of moves okay and they just say, oh, that's parody. <laughs> and it's like, what? <laughs> um, are we calling U-Perm parody now? It's even, it's like by no definition can you call U-Perm parody. Yeah. I mean, it's like, yes, it's an odd number of pieces, but it's still an even number of swaps. And of an even pieces. number of quarter turns. Yes. Yeah. Um, which, which on to be clear, on 3x3 three three and 4x4. Four four, mm-hmm. Well, 4x4 four four is different because you're counting slice turns there. Yeah, um, but on three by three, the number of quarter turns and the number of swaps is the same. Is, right. Has the same parity. Right, and I think no, that might be wrong. I don't know. And going Basic- back to four by four, <laughs> sorry. you go, you go. Oh well, basically, like a single quarter turn on a three by three does a four cycle of corners and a four cycle of edges. Right. Um, so the parity is still even for the whole cube, but if you're looking at just corners or just edges, it changes the parity. Right, because it's uh, if you try to con- basically construct a single turn of a cube with doing just swapping two pieces at a time, um, you would have to do three swaps of corners and three swaps of edges. Right. Yeah. So so as a whole, three by three doesn't have like quote unquote parity the way we usually recognize it, but it does have like edge parity, like you were saying, Mark for FMC. Um, yeah. Basically, like types that. of pe- each of the types of pieces have a parity, and the parities always agree because the whole puzzle is always an even parity. Right. Master uh, Pyraminx yeah. doesn't have any form of parity because everything is an even cycle. Yeah. So that's what just blew my mind too. Is like, how are we talking about parity on Master Pyraminx? That <laughs> makes no sense. Yeah. Like everything about the the puzzle has the same parity at all times. Yep. Um, here's another question that's kind of interesting, too, and, um, I've had a lot of debates with people about this. PLL parody on 4x4 is not truly a parody. Hmm. You were not affecting the parody of any subset of pieces of the 4x4. Because you were doing two two swaps of wings. Two two swaps. Yeah. I guess so. Yeah. The way you can see it as parody is that um, when reduced to a 3x3, it does affect the parody of edges, which don't exist on a 4x4, um, but it affects the parody of the edge pairs. Yeah. So I I think it's fair to call that a parody just because in the the context of a 4x4 solve at that point, you're solving it like it's a 3x3. Right. So I, I think it's fair to call that a parody, but you're right. It is in the context of a 4x4 as a whole, not really any kind of parity error. No. And that's why the case, like, the, the the amount of moves it takes is not long, because it's generally a lot easier to do even permutations than odd permutations. Yeah. Uh, not always, but generally uh, that's how it'll often work out. Um, so uh, the overall parity, though, is just a t- one single two cycle of wings. And sometimes it affects other things, too, depending on what parity out you use. Yep. Um, but the main part you care about is one two cycle of wings, and that is a parody, basically by no matter how you look at the puzzle. Yep. Um, 
so I don't know. It's it's really interesting to me that uh, there's not a lot of uh, agreement or understanding. I guess is really the better word on what parody is. Um, it's really had me want to like uh, create some sort of YouTube series on like group theory relative to cubing. Yeah, I think that would be useful. Because um, uh, not a lot of people really have a great grasp of how. <laughs> Um, like the cube works in terms of like theoretical constructs. Yeah, like I, I was introduced to the concept of parity through cubing for sure, mm-hmm. and I didn't really know what it meant until I heard it in a math class at some point. Uh, yeah, totally. And I, I think it's when I was a high schooler and learning cubing, like I definitely like had the heuristic of saying that parity is really bad case. <laughs> is it just so here, saying... is parity in math like a much simpler concept than it is in cubing? I mean, all we're referring to in cubing is the parity of a specific thing. So it's, I guess it isn't, yeah, in math it's very simple. It's like, is it even or odd? Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Uh, <laughs> but it's the same thing in cubing. We just see it in different terms because it presents an obstacle for us, I guess. It's harder to explain, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's because the term was applied to talk about the even or oddness of a state. But, like, the actual inherent evenness and oddness of a given state is not obvious to the user of a cube. Yeah. And that's what makes it really tricky and difficult to, like, understand or communicate with others. Uh, You know what else makes it difficult to communicate and understand others? What's that? Coronavirus. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) You know what makes it difficult to communicate and understand anything? What? This type of multi-blank <laughs> um i don't know kit you put coronavirus in the notes so you want to talk about this presumably yes um so uh there's been a lot of competitions in the wca actually canceled because of coronavirus oh, okay um and how many has it been now i actually don't know but uh it's gonna it's gonna balloon real quick from what i'm i'm seeing yeah, um, for some reason I hadn't thought about that. Like I've heard of lots of other events and like gatherings and conventions and stuff being canceled, but I hadn't thought of cubing. Oh yeah, Kate, they just canceled uh, West Seattle Favorites today, right? I saw that. Yeah, that was the first U.S. Uh, USA competition canceled because of coronavirus. Also, the South by Southwest was canceled. That big music festival. Yeah, I heard about that too. And uh, there's like a huge science conference. I forget which one, but it happens every year and it's giant, and that got canceled. Yeah. <clears throat> Science is canceled. It's really a bummer. Um, The uh, I don't know. It's 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 interesting. The the whole deal with Seattle right now, where the first U.S. competition was canceled, is kind of an interesting situation with the coronavirus situation there. Um, Like the I think like all but one or two of the deaths from coronavirus in the U.S. happened in Washington. Um, but it's because, like, I think the first noticed cases of coronavirus all happened in a nursing home. Yeah. So, yeah, not Just... a great recipe for success there. Right, yeah. Uh... Like, this, it's gonna keep spreading, and I would, I definitely agree, like, eventually there's gonna be a period where we don't really have many competitions. Um, yeah. Which is, you know, it sucks, but... <laughs> yeah. Not really in our control. Well, yeah, I know. It kind of has to be that way with cubing competitions because it's such a germ-infested thing, you know? Like, Oh, yeah. It's so prone for germ spreading. It's ridiculous. Yeah. 
And I was making this point with you, uh, Kit, last night that also there's a lot of older people like parents and grandparents totally. and uncles and stuff at keeping competitions. Yeah. So. Yeah, because that's the, the one thing about coronavirus that makes it kind of interesting is like, um, like all of us in the, in the that are here right now, I don't think we have anything really to worry about in terms of our own lives when it comes to coronavirus. Like, there's always the chance, but, um, it really seems like from the data that we have so far that, like, if you're under 50 years of age and don't smoke or have, like, respiratory issues, um, you're gonna be fine. Yeah. The issue is for the, for that, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a herd, herd immunity kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Like, the younger people have to be healthy so that old people don't catch it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, I don't know, it'll be interesting to see how this evolves. Um, Yeah. Because uh, I definitely just booked a competition uh, in Oklahoma to go to this month. Ooh, yeah. Uh, hope I can make it in time. <laughs> yeah, we'll see how fast things go. Like, I, I have a competition at the end of the month. It's like, I don't know, I probably will be fine, but I don't know how right. quickly this is going to change. Yeah, and it's, it's tricky, too, because, like... Um, because there's kind of two approaches I feel like you could take to holding WCA competitions right now is one have them anyways but like basically be very open to refunds yeah like and let people sort of make their own decision on this and because I mean um like obviously if you have if you're like uh like the parent like an like a a parent that's on the older side like maybe you should reconsider um, if, like, the kid is, like, able to go on their, it, like, old enough to just kind of go on their own, like, then it's probably fine. Yeah, but even if the kid, what if the kid catches it and then goes home to their parents? Yeah, that's true, too. So and I feel like, in general, it's better to just cancel things. Right. Or yeah. just convert everything to, like, small, quiet competitions that, you know, lower <laughs> risk of anyone having it. <laughs> yeah, then it does, it's not considered, like, a major competition or a major gathering yeah, or anything. Yeah, like, a gathering of, like, ten people isn't that bad, right? <laughs> I think that's actually what, like, the CDC is, like, stating that, like, if it's uh, over ten people, then it's considered, like, a, a big gathering. Okay, well, then let's just start having more quiet competitions. Yeah, that's not a terrible <laughs> idea. <laughs> By the way, you guys are at uh, 16 minutes, 20 seconds remaining. I've comfortably so. memorized 20, 24 out of my 41 cubes. <laughs> I have 16 <laughs> minutes left. I don't know what I'm gonna I, do. I don't know if I've comfortably memorized any of them. I think I'm. I think I'm just gonna like only try, like, attempt to solve thirty at the most. Because I can, do, I, right. can ex- I can, I oh, can execute boy. thirty in like, I don't know, ten minutes at best, probably. I think I'm gonna start executing soon. Because honestly, I, I don't think I'm helping myself <laughs> much by spending more time. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. It's uh. Going back to coronavirus, it's definitely a tricky situation to to deal with because, like, it's uh, I don't know. It's like on one hand, yeah, cube competitions are so germ infested. On the other hand, like the general audience of a cube competition is not totally at risk. On the other hand, their parents might be. So, yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how it evolves. Um, I mean, for the from what I've heard, from the most part, like. Um, there's been a lot of recommendations from what I've seen to actually, like, not close schools. Really? In the wake of coronavirus. Yeah, because, like, if you close schools, then, like, parents are with their kids at home. Kids mm. will... And if, like, they are they don't have school, they're probably just going to go out and hang out and 
like congregate in non-school places anyways yeah which isn't going to really prevent the spread of disease yeah. um and the, the kids themselves in schools are not like the ones at risk of major health complications yeah like it's anyways. it's not it's not that it's just like the flu or something right like it's not that bad in it's general ba- it's very bad flu <laughs> like, it's yeah it's it's i don't even i haven't even heard that it's like bad flu i've just heard that it's mostly like it's the flu and like getting the flu is bad if you're older or if you have a weak immune system right the biggest i think issue, it is more serious yeah the reason it's more serious is because it really attacks your like ability to breathe mm. okay um so like if you have respiratory issues that you're you're much more at risk and that it's yeah. like it's it's funny because like it's in terms of like typical flu symptoms it's very mild like mm-hmm. a lot of things that are normally associated with the flu like are not coming up with coronavirus from what i've seen but it's the respiratory issues that are what is causing like the higher death rate ah okay um yeah i don't know it's uh it'll be interesting to see how things evolve but yeah well hey if you can't go to a competition you know what you can do What's that? Take pictures of your cubes. And post them to Reddit. And post them to Reddit. <laughs> like 30 times a day. <laughs> per person. Is that a per thing person. people do? Oh I haven't been on r slash cubers in a while. Is it that bad? Oh, it's so bad. <laughs> There's so many posts of quote unquote cubography. And yeah. it's like, what What the... Ah! Stop! <laughs> They're not even getting paid by the cube companies. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, it's like, they're like, they're, they're literally like, doing free advertising, right? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like you're taking a decent picture of a cube. And like, I've seen a cube before, like, it's not like, unless it's something really cool and special. It's like, I'm not, I don't want to see it anymore. And also, who came up with the word cubography? That's the worst word I've ever heard. <laughs> I mean, it's, that'd be a good podcast name, though, actually. Cubography? <laughs> <laughs> like yeah but like the uh, the graph part that means like just recording or writing something right like you you lose the photo part of photography when you say cubography so it's like cubography could be anything like you can't that's not how words work <laughs> uh, I think we should go back to the four letter words thing I think I had an advantage in that. <laughs> beautiful um yeah i just wanted to complain about cubography for a second i've been waiting i've had this in our notes for a while and it's never seemed that important but i i don't know i just got to get it out there yeah that's i i i don't know it's definitely like a reddit karma thing yeah like people want to post things to the subreddit of for cubers and they're like how do i come up with content let's see (laughs) i could take a picture well, pictures of a cube are boring. Let's do pictures of a cube with cool background stuff going on. Yeah, and it's like so. I feel like I feel like the word cubography is to blame for this. Maybe it isn't, but I feel like people feel like cubography is a thing, and therefore you can take bad pictures of a cube and call it cubography, and it's like okay. And it's content. Yeah, it's content. <laughs> if the word cubography didn't exist, it would just be like, hey, I took a picture of some cubes. I think it's pretty cool. And I'd be like, okay with that because it would happen less often and it wouldn't be like a thing that you do. Is there a name for when people take pictures of their food like on Instagram? Uh, I feel like there is, but I don't I do not know. 
do you have something to say about that or are you just wondering I don't know. I mean, it's just like, do they have a stupid word for it? Like foodography? Foodstagram. <laughs> foodstagram? Heard is that what no, I just made that I up? Think, no, I've heard that. <laughs> Wait, really? I think so. <laughs> yeah. Gross. That's, that's <laughs> hardly a word. Uh, I agree. It's it's bad, but that's better than cubography, because at least that has like the, the, the specific thing of like... Instagram, the Insta part is the part that doesn't matter, right? It's the Graham uh, who's yeah. trying to do a multi-blind attempt right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so like at least if you keep the Graham part, that's like keeping the photo part, I guess, of Instagram. I don't know. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to start executing really soon. I've memorized almost yeah, me almost too. thirty. There's a, I have there's no way I have enough time to execute. Okay, so do, do we want to give like a ten minute extension on this attempt? Uh, I don't think it would help me. <laughs> How about once they start executing? I think I have a chance. I think I could execute all of these, maybe. I, I mean, I, I feel... Did you actually get through memorizing all of them comfortably? Uh, I've memorized 24 comfortably, yeah. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm like trying to short-term the last six, but yeah, we have less than 10 minutes left. Less than 10 minutes for 30 cubes is going to be rough. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be tough for if me. If you guys both start executing, for we sure. could give you an extension. Okay. Um, if you both want to start like right now, we could give you a ten minute extension. I'll start. Uh, uh, can I start in like a minute or two? <laughs> uh, all right. I mean, I mean, if he starts, <laughs> right, if he starts right now, like if you give us ten minutes extension, I'll, I'll definitely have enough time uh, to solve all of these. <laughs> We're not going to be able to hear anything over Mark's turning. I know. <laughs> oh, God. What can I... Is there anything I can... No, no, it's fine. We'll just shout over you and I'll cut it out in the edit. <laughs> Alright, I'll try to hold them... I'll try to hold the cubes as far away from my microphone. <laughs> Alright, uh, let's let's pick a new topic. I'm, I'm done complaining. So, I've, I've come up with an interesting uh, situation for competitions. Oh, yeah. um, that I've just kind of noticed as like a like a common courtesy sort of thing. Um, so not the rest of the world doesn't set up their competitions this way, but in the U.S. it's really common to have six foot tables for the competition area. Yeah, and uh, the six foot tables um, basically will fit two stations, timing stations there, and um, if you put the chairs like on the sides for the judges that, you know, that basically gives like two chairs on the long edge of the table and then a, ch a chair each on the short ends of the table. Just to give yeah. a picture of what a station looks like. Um, and at competitions I've been to recently, I've been very cognizant of how people get in and out of the chair because okay. it's actually affected some of my attempts recently. Oh, really? <laughs> um like, some people, like, um, I can't remember what competition it was. I think it was Washington Championships. We actually had, like, five-and-a-half-foot tables or something. So it was just, like, barely crowded more than it usually is. And as a result of that, like, um, if people got up and walked out of their chair on the inside, so, like, if they walked away from their judge, um, it was really cramped in there. And, like, I had some stalls where I had, like, elbows bumped from people getting out of their chair. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Um, 
and I've started to become note. I like became aware of this now. Like when I started uh, going to other competitions, even with the like extra half foot back. Um, and I wonder, like, should it be like a accepted courtesy to, when you're at a competition, get up and out of your chair on the judge side rather than the inside of the table? I could see that being a reasonable idea. I, yeah. I can't say I've really noticed that much, like any many problems with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, especially if it's more cramped, I think that's reasonable. Yeah, it's. I, I only became aware of it because of this comp that just had slightly shorter tables. Yeah. Um, that's the only reason I ever had had even thought about this as like a something that we should be thinking about. Um, but like at a competition that had a standard size table there, like I was noticing that like people were getting like really up in my grill sometimes when I was trying to solve because they when they were getting out of their chair mm. they just got really close to me. Yeah. Um I would say if if the situation's cramped like that, then you should be aware of it. But in general, I've never noticed any problems. So hmm. interesting. I mean, I've noticed some problems with like I don't know, people just sitting down next to you and like doing weird stuff before they solve. <laughs> uh yeah. Like that's more of an issue for me. Like if you're if you have like if you go around the table and like set up your camera in like some big obvious way and you like talk to the judge loudly and you like i don't know like clap or something before you solve that's more of an issue for me oh totally yeah um yeah i don't know i think it is it's worth just like you know being cognizant of just like the people around you oh yeah i mean in general i mean i think that just should be common etiquette at a competition regardless i just only became really aware of which side of the chair to get out of recently yeah um but it's it's hard like i was trying to force myself to take the outside like toward the judge part uh at mud uh, a couple weeks ago Mm. and then like i would get up and notice like crap i just walked through the inside of the table (laughs) And then you'd say very loudly, oh, crap, <laughs> right next to the person as you're standing up next to them. Yes, because uh, I have no sense of uh, what is, you know, decent to do to other human beings. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, at MUD, speaking of, like, sitting at competitions, mm-hmm. MUD had the worst chairs. Oh, I God. hated those chairs. Oh, they were, like, slanted backwards and really deep. And you would like fall backwards into them if you sat down. Did you guys see that Max? For anyone under the age of 12 at that competition, like it would literally be like holding your like cube up at like head level or higher just to like have the cube above the table. Yeah. Did you guys see that Max had to like bring his own pillow? Yeah, he did. Uh, I think. (laughs) His mom went and got that for him like halfway through the competition. Yeah, like, I kind of figured because it's, it's not like they knew beforehand. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> this is really hard to solve and talk at the same time. <laughs> hey, Mark, how do you feel about that? Uh, I don't know. How do how do you feel about that? Mark. Yeah, this is uh, much more difficult, actually, than talking during the memorization. Yeah, really interesting. Although, to be fair... I'm not really executing much because I can't remember anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
but yeah, so at that competition, I actually, I just started standing for a lot of my attempts. Not for like the big things like Mega. With Mega, I just kind of like sat on my leg. But for mm-hmm. the small events, I just stood and it was more comfortable. I did better. <laughs> <laughs> like on, on the first on the first round of three by three, I got like a couple few 12s and a 13 or something. And then I just decided to stand up for the last two solves and they were both 10s. And it's like, <laughs> obviously, like it's not entirely because I was standing up, but it was just it was, you know, and that's that's about my average time. And I seem to be getting it much more consistently when I was standing. Yeah. Um. Do you want to talk about karate chop stops? Oh, boy. God. This is... So... Uh, penalties for, like, timer starts and stops are so challenging to deal with. Yeah. Um, And I think the karate chop stop is, like, the weirdest one to me. Um, As, like... Is there a real reason why we forbid doing karate chop stops? I've always thought that the reason is that, like, theoretically, it's easier to still be holding a cube while you karate chop a timer. Yeah. But then again, that should already be covered under the rule that says you can't be holding the cube at the end of the attempt. Right. right? There's already, like, regs against fully, like, not fully releasing the cube. And, like, I don't know. I feel like it's very, like, you can do some very clean stops, like, if you come down, like, karate chop style with the side of your hand hitting the time the timer instead of palms down. Yeah. Um, you know what I've thought about before? Um, like, blinders, you may notice a lot of the time, will, like, miss the timer kind of when they stop because obviously they're blindfolded. So, like, are they given more leeway with that on purpose or what? I really couldn't hear that well. Can you can you uh, respond he said, to that, Andrew? He said that uh, <laughs> the blinders can like miss the timer because they're blindfolded. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. A lot of the and times, like, a lot of the times they miss the timer like halfway, kind of, and it could maybe be seen as a karate chop, but they're usually not penalized for it, right? Yeah, especially if the timer is like higher than you expected it to be. I could see like you just hadn't had a chance to turn your palms down. Yeah, and like if you miss, I guess with blind, like I would never penalize someone for that. Yeah, totally. Right? Like, uh, but I mean, technically, maybe you should, I guess, but it just doesn't seem right. <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't know. It's um, I it, there's probably good reasons for, as you say, like it's very easy to tell that you've dropped the cube if you have your hands face down. I, I don't know about that though. I've been seeing some solves recently where I've been like, oh, I wish I could see like a slow mo replay of that because I really couldn't tell. Right. Like, they might have still been in contact with the puzzle when they well, stopped that's, it. That's the other thing, the problem I have with a lot of these regulations, too, is that, like, to be able to judge some of the things, like, some of the six, I think around six or seven different regulations we have on um, things you need to watch for on the timer start and stop, like, the human eye can't see how fat, like, process, like, whether... Uh, like the cube had or had not been fully released or if the you know you were were or were not using fingers yeah um, like uh, that was the end of my timer by the way i'm gonna add a 10 minute extension okay oh man i still have uh yeah i still have 12 cubes to execute i probably <laughs> dnf'd like four already something like that hopefully this is just a success at least <laughs> that's all i can hope Mine won't be. <laughs> i I've basically bailed on like 14 cubes. Oh man! <laughs> All right, sorry, Kit. I interrupted you with the timer. Uh, what were That's you okay. Uh, I was talking about how um, 
I actually have no clue. <laughs> <laughs> We're not even doing multi-blind attempts. Come I on. <laughs> you have no excuse, Kit. <laughs> I was I considering know. trying to do like one blind cube during this. Uh, but I just, it would be too much for me with like having to manage the timer and all that. I can't manage one cube. Uh. So I, I remember now it's like a lot of the, these calls you have to make, especially on the timer stop, um, are really, really challenging, um, to do in real time. Yeah. Especially cause it's not clear when the timer exactly stops. Like the sensors are so herky jerky. Oh, yeah, I hate those frozen shoes. <laughs> oh boy um yeah it, it's it's just so hard to deal with um like knowing when the timer exactly stops uh because some of them stop like very easily and some of them like you know like you watch people clearly put their hands on remove them and the timer's still going yeah um so it's really hard to know exactly when like is the moment in time where the timer has stopped. Yeah, because you can't be watching that. Right, exactly. I don't, like, I honestly um, think it would be better if, um, the like, instead of having, like, uh, touch-sensitive pads, if, like, we just literally had physical, like, two physical buttons to start the timer. So, like, two of them, though. Well, yeah, just like how we have two hand pads on the stack mat. Hmm. Just, like, have physical buttons that you have to push in to stop and start and stop the time. I feel like that, I don't know if that really solves the problem, though, because you could still totally push a button with your wrist, presumably, right? I mean, you totally can, but I think it makes it a lot easier for, like, a judge to physically see when the timer is stopped, because you watch the buttons get depressed. Yeah, that's true. I guess with, um, like, just touch-sensitive things, it's really easy to kind of graze them and stop the timer before before you actually have stopped the solve yeah and i mean that's a big problem we've had like with wdc cases recently yeah there have been people cheating by stopping the timer with their wrists and the judge doesn't notice because it's really hard to notice that and then just finishing their solve hey you guys want to hear a funny story sorry good want to hear a funny story sorry (laughs) oh my god they both tried to talk at the same time they're both blindfolded they don't know what's going on (laughs) and now they're being Uh, nice to each other letting the other person speak (laughs) <laughs> my uh my one-handed personal best or not oh, not personal best pr my one-handed pr uh uh sorry i'm trying to remember why i was in my th- corner execution <laughs> uh all right i got it uh yeah my one-handed pr i'm pretty sure i might have stopped the timer accidentally mid-solve because the solve like didn't feel fast but it was a pr and I asked my judge, and he's like, oh, I don't know. And I was like, well, I didn't film it, so, like, what do I do? And they just took the solve. And so, like, I've always felt kind of iffy about my one-handed PR single. It was, like, barely a PR, but, like, it still feels weird because I'm like, I don't know whether or not I stopped the timer early and the judge wasn't paying attention. So there's, like, nothing mm. you can really do, you know? Yeah. Kind of That's a weird fine. situation. So my thing is, like, slightly unrelated, but I've had this idea for a while about fixing, like, some inspection-based issues with timers, like, where you could, like, the competitor could start the timer, take off the cover, and then it could, like, stop an inspection timer when you take your hands off the timer, like, when the actual stack mat starts, if that makes sense. Yes. 
I, this is something I've been dreaming of. Like, I was just about to get into, like, what the ideal speed stacks, or, like, not speed stacks, what the ideal cubing competition timer should be. Um, and, like, that's, like, a feature where, like, imagine there's, like, a third button on the stack map that was, like, in, that you pressed that was inspection, and on the screen it would count down from 15 seconds. Um, and then basically as soon as your hands come off, it, it, the inspection timer would be, like, smaller font and, like, would read how much inspection time was taken. And the real timer would start as soon as that stopwatch would st stop. Yeah, that doesn't really help with the end of the solve stuff, but the beginning of the solve would definitely smooth that out. I have two have cubes that are like, completely scrambled. Stuff. I'm pretty sure I, uh, I swapped two cubes in execution. <laughs> Oof. damn well okay other than that i have three dnfs and i solved 30 so that's five total so i set aside 11 so 16 dnfs out of 41 yeah graham's done yeah graham is done with his attempt how are you doing mark okay 16 DNFs. how much time do i have uh, 425 can i ask yeah what four minutes 25 seconds i i, okay. I successed <laughs> I mean, Graham, that isn't a that is a success overall, right? Twenty one out or twenty five out of forty one. Yeah. So not not terrible, yeah, I not guess. <laughs> yeah. World record so far. <laughs> yeah. we'll, see, well, we'll see how many points you have from the discussion. Uh, Wait, can I so, keep getting points from discussion since there's time on the clock? Hmm. Uh, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's fair. Yeah, that's fair. I guess. I'll allow Sick. Mark will allow it. Um, so what do you guys want to talk about for the next three and a half minutes? Let's talk about politics. How politics is going to be a really, really great, <laughs> just like easygoing, not controversial thing to talk about in this current climate of our country. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Um, hmm. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We should not do that. <laughs> <laughs> so do you guys like uh, chocolate or vanilla more? Vanilla. This is political, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't mean. <laughs> wow. All those. Don't all... read anything into. I just meant literally as a wow, flavor. Mark. Wow. Wow, Mark. <laughs> Man, I, all the all those uh, all those cho choco bros are gonna come after you now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's a politically correct term, Kit. <laughs> What was the corner memo for this? <laughs> Not that I really think I got the edges right. That last one was for Kit, by the way. Oh, nice. <laughs> oh, Kit, I also, you were in my memo again, and the second time was, uh, I was I, I was IMing your hive. So apparently you have a hive. IMing? You have a hive that you weren't telling us about. What what, what are you IMing? What is IMing? Instant Inst message. Me oh, instant messaging, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm such a boomer, huh? Yeah, Andrew, quit being such a boomer. I know. <laughs> Do you guys remember AIM? I don't know if Andrew's old enough. You're probably not, huh? What did you say? AIM, AOL Instant Messenger. Oh, oh. no, I'm definitely not old enough for that. Oh, I'm very Andrew? much old enough for that. Yeah, Kit and I are, like, near the same age, so that makes sense, but... <laughs> that was... Those were the good times, man. Away messages. <laughs> oh, away messages. You also have like little profile where you can like put like I'm a bad girl and like little spark sparkly <laughs> sparkly pink stuff. 
That was that was great. Is that what you did? Yeah, that's what I did. Yeah. I'm a, like, yeah, I'm a honestly, bag like, I like hot. Aim was think... was totally like the MySpace of instant messaging. Oh yeah, <laughs> I I have a specific memory of one of those profile things, and it was like, like Kit, you know what I'm talking about when I'm saying it's like all sparkly. It's like a sparkly pink GIF, and uh, yep. and this one said skaters are hot, but surfers are sexy, and this was like. <laughs> a 10 year old girl's AIM profile <laughs> good times good times uh, I'll never forget that I will say that growing up in Michigan that was probably not something I saw uh, <laughs> yeah. on, on my AIM friends list yeah like it's that a California exact, uh, thing phrase, but the sparkly animation uh, thing going on definitely definitely something I remember yeah <laughs> That's that's a Cali thing for sure. <laughs> Cali, dude. dude. Oh yeah. Andrew knows what I'm talking about. I do, except <laughs> for the aim part. But yeah. Um so, well, Mark's rounding out the home stretch here hopefully. Um I'm going to check in on his stream because I haven't been watching it. I should I should just be saying more things cuz I know I'm not so good. But then you guys were talking about AOL, and I'm like, you know, 30 years younger than you guys. And <laughs> the only exposure I've had to that was like that game Emily is Away or whatever. It's like a simulator of an instant messenger. <laughs> wow, you're negative two years old. Oh, Mark, that's it. All right. Time Let's see. Is Let's see how it that's is. That's about what I expected. <laughs> oh, I'm... Uh, I'm wait. I'm trying to tune into your stream, but there's an ad, and it says it's uh, it's supporting you. Yeah, that's right. Give me money. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's safe to say that that was like five times more difficult than I thought it would be. <laughs> <laughs> See, I figured it would be more difficult than I thought it would be, and I was hoping that that like maybe you would have attempted more cubes than you should have. Oh, I definitely there, did. And that it was gonna be an advantage for me, but. <laughs> That did not happen. Yeah, you. I, I think both of you over-attempted by a mile. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. No, but me for I sure. I think, like, Mark's skill level is not too far back from mine. Like, 30 is kind of roughly about the same as 41, I would say. Uh, like with. Yeah, I think it was, like, in terms of my skill level, it was roughly... So I got... Nine cubes sold. I think you okay. probably approached... You're, you approached reviewing uh, in a way that was probably too similar to your normal attempts, and thus it did not work at all. I'm guessing. Yeah, it... Well, the thing is, I also didn't plan it out well enough. Um, I mean, I I kind of so. plan to, like, review... Like, so in my normal attempts, I do... I review eight cubes... Or I memo eight cubes, review eight cubes, and then memo the next eight, review those eight, and then review those 16. Repeat that for the next 16. This time, I just memoed the first eight and then reviewed it literally, like eight times because every time I reviewed it I was like it was like I was seeing them all for the first time again <laughs> which is not good and so I just kept reviewing it over and over again and I'm guessing you didn't do that because you said you were on like reviewing 16 cubes like when I hadn't even finished my first eight pack so well I did like I don't know I I don't remember exactly what I did I did I oh, started Lord. off doing something similar to normal and, uh... I don't know. Well... I just... I reviewed the first 16 a bunch of times, and then I 
I didn't have any plan going into the last 14. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it's likely that Graham will be the winner, but we yeah, can't know I, for sure until the final score is tallied. Yeah, I I did. Yeah, I think he. I think he had more bell rings than me as well. So I, I attempted to count the bell rings. I'm the thing is is that Andrew, your bell does uh, at least the the mic that I am listening to you through, which is not the same one the listeners have. Yeah. Um, at least the future listeners, the stream listeners currently also. Can't right. Yeah, because you got like Facebook compressing it and all that stuff. Yeah. So it's really hard for me to hear your bell, but the ones that I could faintly hear, I actually tallied a thirteen thirteen tie in bells. Ooh. All right. Okay. You um, can see my video, right? I w I do have a video for you. Wow! I just found all these other solved cubes that I did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot about all these cubes wow. that I saw. Incredible, Graham. In that attempt. I, so I wow. like this idea from one of my Twitch viewers. Same time next week, but Andrew and Kid are the ones <laughs> doing the multiverse. I'm sure that would go great. Uh, that would actually be kind of interesting. I mean, I couldn't do it same time next week, but I'd be down to try it at some point. And Mark and I are tr like pretending to be podcast hosts with like zero experience. Yeah. <laughs> well, and Kit and I would be pretending to be multi blinders, so. <laughs> That's true. Um, oh, boy. So what was your final score, Graham? Uh, I got 25 out of 41, so I don't know. Math. Nine points. Nine? Okay. So then Mark, you had some negative thing, which we actually do have to count considering the bell inputs. So yep. you had, what did you have? Yeah. Nine out of thirty. Yeah, yeah. Mark would if if thirteen sure. bells is accurate. Mark has one point. <laughs> wow. um, and Graham and has twenty two. Okay. <laughs> oh no, I didn't. Well, no, I didn't realize that. I thought a DNF was just zero points. I don't know if that's <laughs> come on. I mean, I'm just giving you a point, up. Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Take it or leave it. Um, <laughs> one point, take it or leave it. Um, well, everyone, this has been the first layer-by-layer -layer game show episode. Uh, we might do more of these. Yeah. I think our plan currently is to try to do them every 10 episodes. This was, this 10 was episode... like so much, though. Do you know how unoften we record episodes? <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll do it sooner. I don't know. I think that's the it, what we can at least guarantee is to try yeah. to do one like at the very bare minimum every 10 episodes or so yeah. is just a fun mix it up thing. So For sure. Yeah. Well, Andrew, good luck editing the audio of this. Thank I, you. I can it's imagine be a nightmare. That's going to uh, be don't really expect fun. This to come out anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But all those claps we did. Yeah, the the claps, oh, yeah. claps might make it in because they might be the most coherent part of the show. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. This actually, I thought this turned out great. Not gonna yeah, lie. no, it was really fun. Uh, yeah, it was uh, fun. There were definitely I just points thought... where I was like, what are we even doing right now? Uh, I wish I had a better strategy. I got. I would kind of like to do this again, to be honest. <laughs> but, like, like, go in with a better plan. I'm, I'm down to try it again. It's just... <laughs> all right. Yeah, it's just... <laughs> so difficult i don't know first step of the plan is do less yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man well thanks so much for coming on to the podcast i know this was a real pain me. in the yeah. butt to schedule but we finally got it off <laughs> no problem all right um all right. today is march 6th by the way for oh, those yeah. people who care uh <laughs> <laughs> Okay, bye. All right, see talk see you later podcast listeners. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>